0: Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily and I'm Maddie, and we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We're really excited to have you here with us today. So we had a little impromptu break on the podcast last Mm -hmm. week. We were actually camping the past couple weekends and then it turned into a whole week long deal. And Maddie and I just didn't have time to record. And so we were like, you know what? We're just going to take a break. I know we had recently taken a break with Williamsburg as well, but it was definitely needed and we enjoyed it. But we are so happy to be back. It Mm -hmm. always feels weird when we take a week off because it's like, oh my goodness, where's the episode? You know, like you just, I don't know. It's just one of those yeah. things that you kind of like get so used to. So anyway, we're back on the show today and really excited to chat with you guys about some really profound things. I've been reading a book by C.S. Lewis. Maddie's been reading this book about children's imagination. I forget the author's name. What Anthony Esselin. Anthony Esselin. Okay, so we have a lot of great things to share from their Indeed. books. And we really hope that this is one that just kind of encourages you and also gets your brain turning a little bit, if you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Just to get us thinking about some very deep spiritual things that are going on in our world and how we can practically live better for Christ and how we can get serious about living for him in our everyday lives. So, that is what we're going to be doing today, but real quick, Maddie, um, do you want to share about Instagram and all of those cool things that we have going on? Yeah, so we've been doing a lot on Instagram regarding our Williamsburg trip. We've Mm -hmm. been telling you guys some things about that over there on Instagram, so that's been really exciting just to kind of share with you what's been going on. We've also been doing lots of polls and Q&As and all kinds of things, and just kind of interacting with you guys. We did a little question box the other day about what y'all had planned for your weekend. And so that was just fun to see what y'all were planning on doing and different things like that. We've been interacting a lot and just having a grand old time on Instagram. So if you haven't followed us on Instagram or you haven't at least looked at our page, We are the Blog on Instagram and we have also had some really great new blog posts out recently and we've been republishing some of our older posts that maybe you guys have forgotten about because I know that we look back on some of our old (laughs) blog posts and you'd think like since we wrote them or since we published them or whatever, you'd remember like Mm -hmm. all of them. But we'll go back and we'll just be like man, I forgot we ever published this yeah. or I forgot we ever even talked about this on the blog. So we've been republishing a couple of our older ones that are super good and super relevant, even though they were written a little while ago. But we've also been doing some new ones and they have been really great. Uh, we've just enjoyed writing those for you. So be sure to go check out our blog. We are also the blog there and there will be a link in the description of this episode and there will also be a bunch of other links in the description so you can check those out and. And see all the different things that we're doing for sure and one other thing i was going to mention is that if you're not following us on instagram something that you may miss out on is that we usually update if we do have to take a break or there's mm-hmm. not going to be a new podcast episode coming out we let you guys know they're on Instagram. So if you're not following us and you want to kind of keep up on what we're doing, if there's going to be a new episode coming out, if there's going to be a new blog post or whatever, that's all going to be there on our stories. So make sure that you're not just following, but you're looking at the stories. You can add us to your favorites, I believe it is. And you can do that, and then you will be able to see all of our stories first, all of our posts, that kind of thing. So be sure to do that. That's a great way to stay connected with us mm-hmm. and to see what we're posting, and sharing. Maddie, do you want to start us off with your profound thoughts? Okay, may I first just say that I am ecstatic (laughs) about this episode. So, I've been reading this book. It is called 10 Ways to Destroy the Imagination of Your Child by Anthony Esselin it is one of the best books I have ever read in my entire life. Many of you are probably thinking, Maddie, you are 16 years old, <laughs> you do not have children, and you're not yeah, what are you doing raising you any children. Book? I'm preparing early. Not really. Honestly, I feel like this book has helped even me to mm-hmm. evaluate where my own imagination is at and also the things that I am tolerating in my life and am allowing to kind of dumb down my mind, honestly, and the way that Anthony Eslin writes this book is just incredible. He's often been compared to uh, C.S. Lewis. He's mm-hmm. been called like a modern day C.S. Lewis. So, you know, you're getting like the best of both worlds. <laughs> you're getting actually C.S. Lewis and then like the modern day C.S. Lewis today. So, I have just loved this book. I love the way that he writes it. He kind of writes it in a way of showing us our own folly and letting us see just how ridiculous it is in terms of raising children and encouraging them in their imagination. And I am only on like page 200 or something. I've been reading it for quite a while because I've just kind of been taking my time and letting it sink in because there's a lot in here that is just really good. If you guys could see it right now, I've got like So many tabs. 30 tabs in this book, and I'm only, like, halfway through. She asked me before we started the episode if she could share what is on every tab, what she has marked, and the quotes that she has remembered, and I was like, oh my goodness, we're going to be here for hours. Yeah, well, I was just flipping back through it and looking at everything that I have kind of marked that I want to remember, and I was, just sat here and I was just like, ugh. That is so good. That is amazing. And I was reading all these different things to Lily. But I have settled on one of the most recent chapters that I've read. The title is Cut All Heroes Down to Size. Mm -hmm. So basically, this is like a handbook for if we want to create the most selfish and unimaginative generation the world has ever seen. And may I just say that we have been... Remarkably successful Mm -hmm. in this front recently. And just the things that he says, it's not a super duper recent book. It came out a few years ago. And I mean, my mom read it quite a while ago Mm -hmm. and it was on my yearly reading list because someone told me that I needed to read it. And so I had it on my list for like July or something. And we all, we're not going to talk about my reading list because that has just been a failure, but it's (laughs) fine. Anyhow, I was supposed to have this book done in a month, and here we are in almost November. So, this chapter is called Cut All Heroes Down to Size, and basically what he talks about in this chapter is if we want to destroy children's imagination, we need to completely cut heroes out Mm -hmm. of their lives. We can't, not necessarily idolize people, but don't let them look up to critical figures in history. I'm going to read this one part and it's kind of a bigger chunk, but I have to read the whole thing for you guys to understand what's going on. So we were all sitting around while we were camping this past weekend and Lily was reading her C.S. Lewis book, which she'll get to in a minute. And I was reading this and then mom was reading something about the Revolutionary War. And literally it was just like we all took turns like reading a minutes. little part. <laughs> and so none of us really got very far. We just kept reading little parts to each other. So I read this part to everybody and I just think that this is obviously super relevant to our time right now because I think that something um, schools and political figures and just the world in general has been trying to do is really cut all heroes out of our world and make those who are heroes in history and modern day heroes seem like they are foolish or that they are not worthy of praise or of admiration and so I just absolutely love this little part. Here we go. What shall we do to ensure that the fire of heroism never kindles in the hearts of our children? I suggest the following easy steps. First, since the likeliest place for a hero to show forth his courage is a battlefield, cast aspersions on the military ideal. This you can do by belittling the intelligence of the soldier, by preaching an easy and self-serving pacifism, and by reducing the military to a career option open for everyone, regardless of physical prowess or even sex." second since the hero will often do what is foolish in the eyes of the world sailing to molokai to minister to lepers whom all the world has shunned or enduring the contempt of former associates while preaching against their trade in slaves or taking a small contingent of half-starved men across the icy Delaware on a night attack against professional soldiers at Trenton, instill in your children an easy contempt for the more difficult and fantastic virtues. Encourage the snicker rather than the cheer, the knowing smirk rather than the flush of adoration. Lead them in laughing at what you do not understand." Finally, since the hero stretches our minds and hearts by being so strikingly different from the rest of us, even superior in some way to the rest of us, teach your children to hate and suspect excellence. This you can do in two ways. You can attack excellence itself, a risky enterprise, since if you are going to bring the heroic genius of Michelangelo down to the level of, say, special effects in video games, you actually have to show your children the work of Michelangelo. One never knows what might happen then. The opposite strategy seems surer. You call anything and everything excellent. You democratize heroism. Everybody is a hero and simply for doing, and often not well at that, the ordinary tasks of living as a half-decent person. Does your mother fix your breakfast? She is a hero. Does your father visit you every weekend without fail? A hero. Does your teacher mark your papers faithfully when you make a mistake? Unexampled heroism, that. If everyone is a hero, then no one is a hero, and genuine heroes will go unnoticed in all the mindless self-congratulation. I think that this is just a really powerful example of what we've done in the modern world and why we have such issues Mm -hmm. with being moral and being excellent people in society. Because I think that we have stripped children of... Anything and everything that exemplifies what it looks like to be a hero. Mm -hmm. And we've done this in schools by changing their reading lists and taking away books that would show them what real heroes do, what they say, how they act towards other people. I actually just wrote a blog post about um, To Kill a Mockingbird, and that is another amazing book that I've read. And when I read the blog post, Lily was like, now listen. <laughs> this was my book first. <laughs> Just have to clear that up, cause Lily loves to kill a Mockingbird. It's yeah. like she's read it multiple times, and I've said here on the podcast before that I never needed to read it because mm-hmm. she told me the whole plot, which was true. I did know what was going to happen, but you didn't know everything. But it was it was still <laughs> a really good book. So you know, mm-hmm. if if all of you know like the basic storyline, don't make that a reason for you not to read it because it's a really good book. Anyhow, but, you know, that is one of the most banned books in public school, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's really sad because people like Atticus are such incredible characters to look up to Mm -hmm. and such incredible people to admire and to strive to be like, you know, we should all strive to be the Atticus Finch of our time. Mm -hmm. And now that we have taken those things away from children, especially, but also teens and adults, I think that that is why our society has declined so much because we, first of all, are not, we don't have good examples of what a true hero is. And then, because of that, we have no idea what it looks like to actually be a hero Mm -hmm. in our own life and to be that example to someone else. So I think that this excerpt just kind of sums up why our society is so messed up so perfectly and the entire book is like that so you guys really need to go read it (laughs) but when I read this part like we know that this stuff is happening half Mm -hmm. of the stuff that I have marked in this book I know that it is happening but he just phrases it in such an excellent way and explains it in such a way that you finally just see how foolish we've all become Mm -hmm. and how utterly ridiculous we are for truly desiring to completely destroy the imagination of our children. This doesn't simply lie at the feet of parents or just public school, but our world in general is just on a mission to destroy the innocence and the imagination of children. Mm -hmm. I think that going after children's innocence has been a big thing recently with bringing in drag queens to school and exploring all of this sexual orientation stuff with these small kids who really should just be reading Huckleberry Finn right now Mm -hmm. and who should be enjoying life and cultivating their imagination in such a way that they are able to be the next heroes that go down in history. Right. Because right now we are just cultivating a culture of nobodies Mm -hmm. who are not going to be remembered in history. If they are remembered, they're going to be remembered for their cowardice and their lack of imagination and their lack of heroism. And so, I just think that that's really sad because we are just slowly losing that desire for excellence. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that even teenagers our age, we were talking about this uh, while we were camping. Us girls stayed for like the whole week. The guys had to come home and do some different things and had some work to do. So, us girls stayed at the campground for the week. So, we were just... <laughs> Listening to podcast episodes about (laughs) classical education and, you know, normal things, you know, reading our books. Yeah, just normal here. Um, but we were just talking after listening to a specific podcast episode and we were just like, how do we help others to truly cultivate excellence in Mm -hmm. their life? How do we cultivate excellence in our own lives? Cause obviously we're not perfect and we do not have that down to a T yet. But I just think that it's so sad because I look around at our generation, Mm -hmm. at the teenagers of our world, and I just think that it is devastating how they have such a lack of imagination and they do not strive for excellence in anything. Mm -hmm. And I just think, honestly, that's such a sad thing for them themselves. Like, they are never going to be able to experience any kind of heroism they're never going to actually be able to experience defeat that makes them better that helps them strive to be better heroes better Mm -hmm. people who cultivate excellence in those around them so i think that this is just something that is so sad in our world today and honestly we haven't really come up with an answer as to how we help others cultivate excellence Mm -hmm. except for uh, reading books like this and listening to (laughs) podcast episodes about classical education Mm -hmm. um But really, I think that it is, that is one of the biggest things in our world, taking away literature that exemplifies what it looks like to be a hero and then not actually looking at history in its context and looking at the heroes Mm -hmm. that are displayed throughout history in the way that they should be viewed to encourage us to be like them and to be those people in our generation. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I think that this has honestly made Christianity much duller and Mm -hmm. not quite as interesting because when you take away the concept of what a real hero looks like, you completely destroy the gospel, honestly, because Jesus is the ultimate hero that we can look up to. I mean, the savior of the world. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when we stop admiring heroes and striving to be like them, we ultimately quit Um, trying to be like Jesus and Mm -hmm. we stop following his example because, you know, we can look at Atticus Finch and we can look at all of these heroes in literature and movies and all these different things, but ultimately the hero that we should be looking up to is Jesus. Mm -hmm. But when we completely destroy the concept of a hero. We make everyone a hero for doing things Mm -hmm. and not doing them very well. Like he said, when we make everyone a hero, then the real heroes don't seem special anymore because we're all just the same. Mm -hmm. And then none of us need to strive towards excellence because if I do something half-heartedly and it just gets done, oh, I'm a hero. Pat Mm -hmm. myself on the back. You know, if a teacher grades a paper, which is their job, what they're being paid to do, oh, a hero. Obviously, I'm not trying to be negative towards teachers, but this is just the example that he used in the book. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, like if you are a teacher, be a hero in the school. Be a teacher that students can look up to as Moral and a great example, and someone who they want to be like, Mm -hmm. like display excellence to them. And I think that ultimately that is how we get other people to strive for excellence in their own lives Mm -hmm. by displaying that to them and showing them what that really looks like. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is for all of our ladies who listen to the show. We are really excited to tell you about Hope Beauty. We have recently partnered with them. Maddie and I genuinely love their products. They are so high quality, they're so good for your skin, so many other things, but the most important thing about their products is that they are inspired by women of the Bible. I just think that that is so cool in a world where so many makeup brands are telling us that we need to cover up our imperfections and all these different things as where Hope Beauty is telling us that we are already beautiful, made in God's image, and that their products simply enhance that beauty that God has given us. We're so excited to be partnering with them because they are pro-America. This just makes us so excited because we love giving our money to brands who actually love America as much as we do and aren't crazy about all the woke agenda stuff. They're Also, Pro-Life, their products are cruelty-free, vegan, and gluten-free, so they are great for your skin, and like Lily said, they just enhance the beauty that God has already given you. Go over to HopeBeautyUSA.com, check out their products, buy a couple things, treat yourself, and you can get 10% off your order by using the code few at checkout. We're so excited for you to try their stuff, and we know that you'll love it just as much as we do. Happy shopping! Okay. Sorry for, I'm going to be bold here. So y'all know us, y'all know that we're very bold here on the podcast. One of the first things I think we need to come to, and this is not just my personal belief, but this is like something that I'm seeing become a very spiritually important issue in our world today is that parents are not willing to make sacrifices Mm -hmm. so that their kids can be raised in a godly way. Does this make sense? Like we're Basically, sending them off, and I'm talking about public school here. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is a very, you know, debated topic, but this is one of the most important things that I think God is calling us to in our generation is to raise children that are heroes, that know what it means to be excellent in mm-hmm. something and to give their lives for something. While Maddie was talking, it reminded me of our three part blog. Post series um, where we talked about this idea of we see so many monsters in this world and we we can't explain it, but we all have this feeling that there's just something not right Mm -hmm. and that this world isn't what it was supposed to be, even if you don't know the story of the fall, even if you don't know the purpose of creation and our ultimate desire to live with the Lord forever and to have this communion with him, um, even if you don't know all of that, we all have a feeling within ourselves that's like, this is not right. Mm -hmm. There's just something about this that cannot be, this can't be all that there is. And so, I will link that blog post series down below because I would highly encourage you guys to go read it. I wrote the first one, mom wrote the second one, and dad wrote the the third one. The third one, I would say, especially, dad wrote it mostly for dads. Anybody can read it. It's so well done. But mm-hmm. especially if you're a dad listening or just a guy in general, maybe you don't have kids, maybe you're a teenager like us, you just have to go read that post because it's it's just so good. And I think that one of the things, so back to my original point, mm-hmm. one of the things I feel like God is trying to get us to realize is that kids matter. Mm-hmm. And we like... We have, I don't know, this idea in our society when it comes to abortion, when it comes to public school, when it comes to working and all these things that children are just not worth the time. They're just not worth the effort. They're just, they're just a distraction, you know? And C.S. Lewis has that quote about children are not a distraction from more important work, but they are the most important work. Yeah. I believe that to my core. Like we have to get our heads as Christians, especially, wrapped around this idea that kids matter and they under, they can understand things y'all mm-hmm. like they learn things and they pick up on things and what are we teaching them or what are we allowing them to be taught in the public school system because i'm just telling you right now the things that they're learning are not christian
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and the parents who say well my kids can just be a missionary or i've heard this a lot you know from kids, from actual teenagers that we even work with. Well, I'm a missionary in my school. That's great. I'm glad that you'll kind of have that mindset and that you want to be that. That is a great desire. Yeah. But I think it was Vadi Bachman, wasn't it? I just sent you that video. Mm-hmm. I saw a reel by him and he was talking about if you're training a missionary, you don't send them into the mission field with no training, with nothing. You don't just send them in there, right? You actually train them separately. You you show them what it means to be honorable and what's excellent and all these things. Mm -hmm. And he went through so many great examples. And then you introduce them to the mission field and you warn them ahead of time, hey, these are the things that you're going to see. And the enemy is dangerous and you have to be a hero in this area. And you can't be consumed by the things that, that the mission field around you is consumed by. Like you have to be separated from that. And that's what God calls all of us to be, right? We're supposed to be set apart and wholly devoted to the Lord. Well, what we're doing, especially with public school and sending our kids to public school is we're just sending them right into the mission field and not warning them. We're Mm -hmm. not even (laughs) saying, hey, uh, we're not even questioning what they're learning uh, what they're seeing, what they're hearing, parents are just so uninvolved. And I think that that is so sad because it truly does reflect, whether we know it or not, I'm not saying all parents are like this, but whether we know it or not, our society has no appreciation and no love for kids anymore. Like, yeah. it, we just totally, I don't know, we've blocked them out and acted like they don't exist and we don't have to deal with them but they are the next generation and they're the next generation of the church. They're the next generation of school teachers. Mm -hmm. They're the next generation of people who are going to be missionaries and lawyers and presidents and governors and all these things. And yet we're letting them be taught such worldly evil things Mm -hmm. because we're not guarding them. We're not protecting them and we're not showing them what it means to be heroes like you're talking about. So I think that that's an excellent point. Well, I mean, I think something we need to ask ourselves is how do we expect to be able to train them when they are at school for mm-hmm. eight hours, give or take. Obviously, that's a little bit exaggerated, but I mean, Not depending sports on and yeah, how many sports they do and extracurriculars and everything. So, yeah. if they're at school for eight hours, mm-hmm. they come home and all they have time to do is homework, video games, and sleep, mm-hmm. and that's it. So, I wonder, like, I just wonder how we've even come up with this idea that, oh, well, we're training them to be missionaries Uh or, you know, whatever. Right. No, because the public school has most of their time. They are just so involved in these children's lives Mm. and so much more so than most parents because, and I understand, you know, parents need to make money to provide for their kids and different Mm -hmm. things like that. But I think that we prioritize the money-making aspect of taking care of our children more than their actual Mm well-being and cultivating their imagination, teaching them to be heroes, and actually training them to go into the mission field in whatever career they choose to be involved in and, you know, different things like Mm -hmm. that. So, I just think that it's really sad to look at all these kids. I mean, I just, I had an orthodontist appointment this afternoon and mom and I were, driving towards the orthodontist office, passed by the school on the way to orthodontist. And I just saw all these kids out there at recess. Mm -hmm. And we all, honestly, like, mom gets emotional (laughs) seeing kids, like, get on the bus or out at Mm -hmm. recess and stuff. And I just look at those places. And honestly, if you want to see into my mind for just a moment, (laughs) I look at those places and I just think, the more schools that I see, the newer schools Mm -hmm. that I see, they just progressively look more and more like prisons. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that might seem harsh, but I truly believe they do. And Anthony Eslin actually has a chapter about how the design, the architecture mm-hmm. of schools is intentional. Okay. That might sound like yeah, super People are probably stupid. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy theorist over right. here. I'm just yeah. kidding. No, seriously. Like, the architecture of schools is intentional. Mm -hmm. It is intentional that there are no windows and that they are crammed into these little rooms with Mm -hmm. tons of kids that they don't know and like, all of this is intentional. It's intentional that the summer vacation is shorter. Mm -hmm. It's intentional that they never give children a break. And now I feel like I'm just (laughs) ranting about the public school system. But truly, I think that if we want to cultivate heroes in our society, the public school system needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Yes, at least addressed. That is a very good word. Needs to be addressed because here's what we think. We think the enemy is just, I don't even know. We think he's not involved. Mm -hmm. We think he's not doing anything. And I'm just telling you right now, y'all, the enemy cares so much more about these kids than our culture does, than the church does right now. And that's a scary thought to me because when did we get to the point that the church no longer cares about protecting kids and about raising the next generation to be godly heroes who Mm -hmm. stand up for justice and truth? Like, when did we stop caring? When did we give our rights If you want to even call it that over to the enemy and say, Hey, you know, do what, do what you want. Like we don't care, you know, because that is what is happening. And we think, I don't know why, but we truly do think that it is what it is. There's nothing left to be done. Um, and then we call it mission work and then we, (laughs) (laughs) and it's like, I just don't know. The enemy is prowling around like a roaring lion. I don't know. We kind of skip over that verse because we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. But not at my kid's school. Not there. Not at my church. That's not like that. Yeah, that's separated. No, it's not. The school and the public school system colleges today, I shared my experience with a col- a Bible college, actually, in one of our blog posts on the blog recently. So, go check that out if you haven't. But, like, a Bible college that I wanted to go to, was dreaming of going to, was really excited about, mm-hmm. ended up being woke, and I had to transfer to a different school. It's a Bible college. It's not even a public yeah. school college. It's not like this secular college that I picked. No, this is a Bible college where these people claim to be biblically grounded. What? You know, it's just absolutely crazy, but we think that the public school systems, the education system is not being impacted, is not being influenced by the enemy, and I'm telling you it is, Yeah. and we need to start defending these kids, their minds, their imaginations, their hearts. They're worth fighting for, we need to be heroes for them. We need to step mm-hmm. up because they are innocent and they should deserve to have that time of innocence. To me, it's a very spiritual matter because yeah. it's not just like, oh, well, they're not supposed to know all of these sexual things yet. Or, they're not supposed to know these things about what goes on in the world, you know. It's not just that. It's, like, spiritual. I and think, it's hard to even explain it, but I think, honestly, we're stripping them of their ability to have a childlike faith. Yes. In taking away their innocence because right now we're teaching them to question everything. everything. And the basis of having a child like Faith is that you just believe. Yeah. Like you, you have just faith. do because you just know mm-hmm. that the divine can happen. Right. The supernatural can happen. And mm-hmm. you just believe that. And we've written blog posts about this and stuff before. I feel like we keep going yeah. back to all our blog posts. But I think that y- by making them question even their sexuality mm-hmm. and what gender they're supposed to be by like second grade, right. we are stripping them of their ability to even have a childlike faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, how difficult are we making it for them to actually believe in Jesus because they can't even believe that they were created with the right gender. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't even fathom how difficult it's going to be for all of these yeah. kids who are in public school and even our generation. I'm not just talking mm-hmm. about little kids. Like, our yeah. generation has right. been impacted by this, mm-hmm. which means that the little kids coming after us are going to be even more impacted because we're the ones that are going to be teaching pouring them into them. And yeah, yeah, and that's really scary. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the innocence part of just taking that away from Mm -hmm. them is really sad and something that I'm not sure why more parents aren't upset about. Yeah. We're not willing to make sacrifices, and that's what it comes down to, not just with parenting or different things. Obviously, I'm not a parent, so I can't tell you what to do with your kid. Obviously, that's not what we're trying to do, but this is a biblical spiritual matter, Mm -hmm. and that's what we can speak to because we are on the outside kind of looking into all of this saying, whoa, whoa, guys, like, let's let's discern good from evil here. Mm -hmm. What is actually happening? And let's not just get defensive about our view on it or whatever. You know, like, let's debate these things. Let's have serious conversation. Let's have serious prayer over these things and ask what the Lord has for us. Like, what are we doing? What do we need to do? And that's the important thing here. And so, I just want to I guess, encourage all of us, no matter if you're a parent, if you're a teenager listening, if you're an older person listening, like this stuff you can get involved in, you can pray about. I think that that's the most important thing. We need to be on our knees for our generation. Mm -hmm. We need to be on our knees for these kids, their minds, their innocence, all of these things that ultimately go back to being created perfectly in the image of God. Like you said, the questions and the doubting and all of the stuff that's going on in our day and age, it's a spiritual issue. Mm -hmm. And we need to start looking at it as such and knowing that evil can be defeated and that we can have a part in that. Okay, guys. So, we didn't get to my book part, which is totally fine because we're going to do a part two. So, if you will come back next week, we would love that. I'm down for that. <laughs> and we will talk more about it because I don't want to go too long in this episode um, because I think that this was a really great one. Please share it with other parents you may know, maybe a fellow teenager, a fellow classmate, something, and help us to get this message to the people who need to hear it. You guys are our biggest supporters and we appreciate that so much. Your downloads, your um, subscriptions, your follows, all of those things help us to grow and help us to share the gospel with others who need to hear it, who need to have that voice of truth and listen to that every week. So, we appreciate that so much, and do you want to pray before we go? Yeah. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day and for this episode and for just giving us the time to sit down and record it today. And I pray that you would just use this episode to speak to all of our hearts and minds and that you would just use this to really convict us where we need to be convicted and to encourage us where we need to be encouraged. And I pray that you would just uh, guide all of us as we go about our weeks And I pray that we would all just be very conscious of the things that we've talked about today, of encouraging children in their imagination and in their innocence and in giving them a hero to look up to. I pray that you would help each and every one of us to be heroes in our own lives and to give the uh, kids who are looking up to us an example to follow and something to admire and something to strive after. I pray that ultimately we would encourage them to strive after you and your heroism and your saving grace that we have in you in jesus name amen amen Alrighty, guys thank you so much for listening be sure to come back for it's not necessarily part two but i guess it's kind of a part two more literary discussion (laughs) with us so we will see you all next monday for another great profound thought bye guys